0: How are you now? Oh, baby. How are you now? The season is getting closer and closer and closer. And Habs fans are already freaking out about the preseason. We're back. Hello and welcome to uh, preseason episode one of the Bottom Six Minutes podcast, presented by Habs Eyes and the Prize. I am Matt Drake, and your Montreal Canadiens lose four to two at the hands of the New Jersey Devils at the Bell Center. Um, look, I'm going to go through the recap, and uh, I'm going to tell you why it doesn't matter. And in the wise words of Carey Price, "Chill out, everybody. It's the preseason." See a lot of people losing their minds on Twitter over this, that, and the other. Uh, We we really don't need to be freaking out at this point. Things are just coming together. This was not the NHL lineup. Yes, there were some things that maybe need to be improved. Yes, there was also some very good things that we saw. Ooh, touchdown for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Go Bucks! Fire the cannons. Um, I'm trying to watch the football game as I record this. So, let's get into the recap. Um, there was an early penalty in this game on Tyler Toffoli blast from the past right former Montreal Canadian Tyler Toffoli takes a penalty and guess what guess who scores on the power play Xavier Simoneau spots my boy, le sniper Beauceron, Joshua Roy, on the right side. He's absolutely forgotten in coverage there. As he does, he tends to do that. He slips away and then pops back into the frame at the ideal moment. He takes the puck off the pass from Simonon and puts it 5-hole on Akira Schmid. It's 1-0 for the Montreal Canadiens. Around 10 minutes to play left in that period, though. Absolutely busted coverage in the hab zone. Joseph Gambardella just slides one past a sprawling Samuel Montambeau. He was just trying to recover, trying to figure out how he could do anything on that play. No way you can fault him for that, and it's 1-1. Shots 7-2 at that point in favor of the New Jersey Devils. So really outside of that power play at the start, it was, kind of a, it was a very slow start for the Montreal Canadiens. Now, by the end of the period, shots were 13-7, to 7, so they kind of you know, pushed themselves back into it. There were some bright spots, from, uh, primarily from Joshua Roya, from uh, Logan Mayu, and also Josh Anderson looking pretty quick, looking, pretty, looking very quick out there. And, uh, but we're, we're 1-1 at the end of one period. We go into the second period, we get an early penalty again, but this time it's against Xavier Simonon. And this time, Simon Nemec, he just dumps the puck in from outside the blue line, it takes a weird bounce off the glass glass and then kind of like skips over to Montambau Montambau not quite up against his post as he should be and it bounces off him and into the net a weird one but it's 2 to 1 for the New Jersey Devils. About midway through the period, Habs send Jakob Dobish in to take over. Um, Not through any fault of Samuel Montembeau. They were just clearly planning on splitting that game in half. And Dobish, unfortunately, Montreal is in some penalty trouble and he's got to face a power play immediately for the Devils. This time, it's Dawson Mercer just running the show in the offensive zone. Absolutely beautiful skate from him. Uh, And he beats Dobish, makes it 3-1 for the Devils. Later, though, Alex Newhook takes the puck down low in the offensive zone, goes all the way back up to the point, and David Reinbacker spots him stopping up near the blue line and decides, you know what, I'm going to activate on the other side. He starts coming down. Newhook spots him, puts a perfect pass cross ice. Reinbacker has some space. He has a look, throws it out front to Josh Anderson. One whack doesn't go. Second whack puts it in the net. It's 3-2. to two. The Montreal Canadiens are right back in this thing. That's your score at the end of 40 minutes. We go into the third, and of course, about three minutes into the period, there's a penalty against the Montreal Canadiens. And of course, their penalty kill. Uh, not looking ready for the season. Um, it was quite rough on this one. It was right off the face-off. Uh, puck goes to Dawson Mercer, left of the slot. He throws it across over to Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes not going to miss from there on a cross-ice pass. He puts it in. It's 4-2. to two. And from there on out, the Habs just weren't able to generate much. They did get some chances. Joshua Hawaii had a few. Uh, Jesse Alonen had a very nice chance. He ripped an absolute laser beam at Keith Kincaid. And I think that shot knocked Keith Kincaid out of the game. I'm not entirely positive. But it was a screamer. And after he got hit, I, I posted about it in the EOTP Slack chat. And then almost immediately afterwards... Um, i want to say no not almost immediately a couple of minutes afterwards he leaves the game and he looked like he was grabbing at his shoulder i don't know i hope he's okay but it was a heck of a shot from uh, jesse Alonen. the habs would pull Dobish out of the net with a little over two minutes left to play they did get some chances joshua Roy had a good one uh, logan mayu had a couple but he missed the net with some absolute screamers of his own uh the ring that it made off the glass when that guy shoots man He's got a heck of a shot, but they just couldn't actually put one in the net. So four to two is your final score. There was a bit of a concerning moment at the end of the game. There, yuri Slavkovsky on his last shift with the net empty. Uh, he's out there. They're trying to get back into the game late, and he took two to, two separate hits. One behind the net, and then another one over in the corner. And he skated off. Uh, he was kind of doubled over a little bit on his way over to the bench, and he grabbed a garbage can. Looked like he was about to vomit. Um, I don't know as of me recording this there is no word on his status if he's hurt or if he had a concussion I I have no idea right so it's concerning Um, it's certainly less than ideal but all we got to do at this point is just hope that he's going to be okay and um, you know we'll. I guess talk about it when there's something to talk about. Because for now, it just didn't look very good. So that's your final 4-2. to two. Uh, Habs lose their preseason opener. But like I said, in the wise words of Carey Price, it's preseason. Everybody chill out. Now, got to go to the silver lining of the night. Who are we going to pick for this one? Are you even the slightest bit surprised that I'm picking Joshua Huac? And it wasn't just the goal. It wasn't just the power play goal. Outside of maybe Josh Anderson, he was the best forward on the ice for the Montreal Canadiens in that game great two-way game. Uh, He's getting very, very involved in the four-check, which is good to see. I was honestly, the one thing that I was worried about, because I I watched a lot of him in junior, and he was so good on the four-check, especially towards the end of his career with the Sherbrooke Phoenix, Um, I I thought maybe he'd get a little intimidated going up to NHL hockey. Not in the slightest. He's getting in there, he's getting to the front of the net, he's mixing it up with defensemen. He's not afraid to go to the dirty areas uh, to get things done, and this is a quality that's going to make him... Very attractive uh, for the Montreal Canadiens to play in the future. Um, I have said this many times, and I'm going to say it one more time. Do not be surprised if this guy ends up cracking the team. I still wonder if Laval is the best place to develop him for this season. However, do not be surprised if he cracks this team. Uh, Almost everything that he did on the ice in that game was great. I didn't see him make a single mistake. At one point, uh, he actually was at the tail end of a shift. He's on the ice for a good minute, minute and a half. I think it was a minute and a half. And he's over on the on the half wall, and he comes out into the middle of his own zone and, and dives down and blocks a shot. Like, these are the kinds of things that professional hockey players do. These are the kinds of things that NHL players do. And this kid is showing everything that he has to the coaching staff to try and make this squad and again don't be surprised if he actually makes that happen the power play goal a big one Uh, again that was not the reason that I wanted to pick him uh, but it's definitely a big moment the Montreal Canadiens have not been good on the power play in recent years at all and he just gets lost in coverage it happens constantly whenever he's out there he'll he'll kind of meander around he'll make you. He'll make it look like he's going to the bench or he'll make it look like he's lost and he doesn't know what he's doing and then he pops back into the frame and gets the puck and ends up scoring and you know I'm so excited about this kid I'm so excited for him I want to see more of this kid in the preseason I'm sure he's not going to play in the next game but you know we, we got to get him out there and maybe maybe get him higher up in the lineup as well. Um, not 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 that his line in this game was a problem, though, because realistically, like I said, he was arguably the best forward other than maybe Josh Anderson. His line was inarguably the best line for the Montreal Canadiens in that game. They had him out there with Owen Beck at center and Jesse Elanen on the other side, and they, they were fantastic. They were able to, uh, in, on numerous occasions, hem the devils into their own zone in a game where the Habs were largely I'd say outplayed not dominated but but largely outplayed out possessed for sure um, the, the fact that three young players were able to hem them in their zone you could take that as a second silver lining if you want um, those three work together if that ends up being something that they can go to in the future, great. I still think Owen Beck is probably headed back to junior this season. Uh, that's virtually a lock. I would really like to see Jesse Elon and get a shot at the NHL if they have space for him. So maybe they can pair him up with Hua and uh, have them as like a depth scoring line uh, at some point this season. But, you know, overall, again, Joshua Roy, your silver lining of the night. And if you want to take a bonus silver lining out of the fact that that line was so good, go ahead. I won't begrudge you a second silver lining. And you know what? I'll do you one fucking better. I'll give you a third. Logan Mayu was, if you, if you look on Twitter, you, you'll have a hard time deciding whether or not he was good or bad. All right? I'm in the camp of, I, I want to say this was a very good game from him okay and I'm going to tell you why I'm not just going to sit here and say oh he shoots hard and he skates fast okay there was a few plays and I'll put these in the article uh, that's going to be up tomorrow morning on Habs Eyes and the Prize uh, where he had some skates up ice and one of the things that he does very well is skate okay but in junior oftentimes he would skate himself directly into trouble he'd hold onto the puck for too long skate directly into a defenseman and then not too sure what to do with it but there was two different occasions where he went up ice with the puck in this game and made the perfect play with it so he's getting a little bit more reserved with how he uses his legs. He's using his legs primarily to get the puck up ice, but then he's playing off of his teammates in order to turn it into opportunities. He had a really good exchange on the second one with Yuri Slavkovsky that led to him actually getting in and making a pass into the slot. So this if this is a sign of things to come from him, if this is a sign of him like I said when I was talking during the um, or when I was doing podcasts during the rookie tournament as well as the scrimmages, if this is indeed a sign of him being more coachable, being receptive, uh, looking internally at his own flaws and trying to correct them, this is excellent news for the Montreal Canadians. Excellent news. He had some wrinkles he had some issues in the game. Okay, There was a few times where he got beat in his own zone, uh, so I don't want to say this was a perfect game from him, but I did really like a lot of the things that I was seeing. He got physical a few times, landed some big hits, uh, landed a really good one on Tyler Toffoli, actually, in the first period. Uh, I I liked his game a lot. I liked his game a lot. He showed progression for me. If I'm thinking through the lens of you know what he did in junior and what he's doing now in the preseason, I, I definitely think that he's starting to take a step forward, and uh, I really like to see that, so... Um, there's three silver linings for you there, and we can keep going. We can keep talking about some other players as well. Jesse Elanen, I really liked his game too. Again, he was part of that line with Owen Beck and Joshua Hua, and uh, he got that shot, that shot on the power play, man. They need to find a way, whether it's in Laval or in Montreal, I think ideally Montreal, to leverage his power play abilities. I mean, if they put him on the Habs to start this season and he's not on the first unit of the power play, I'm going to be pissed off. That shot needs to be featured on your power play. One of the biggest problems with the Montreal Canadiens in the last, what, 10 years, 15 years, or are we going back even 20 years at this point, is that they usually have one guy with a cannon, right? It was Souré at one point, and it kind of worked, right? And they had a good, they have one really good season where Souré had like 19 goals or something like that. And then after him, who? Uh... Subban, I guess, was the next guy with a big cannon from the point. But Subban, it, it, it worked for a while, and then it stopped working because you know the other teams realized that's the guy you're trying to get it to him every single time. And then it was Shea Weber, same thing. Shea Weber, arguably one of the best shots ever, one of the best slap shots ever in the NHL. And teams eventually figured out how to key on him and how to you know either stop the puck from getting him to all getting to him all together or getting into that lane and stopping him from being able to take a shot. And now they have some guys who can fling it from the point, right? Mayu, I don't think, is going to start with the has, but if let's say he is there, right? It can't just be him shooting from the point or the exact same thing is going to happen that has always happened. History will repeat itself. The Montreal Canadiens will have a good power play for a little bit, and then other teams will see what they're doing. They'll watch film, and they'll go, eh, we know exactly what you're going to try to do, and we know exactly how we're going to stop it. You need to have multiple weapons. You need to have multiple shots, so that they don't know where that shot is actually going to be coming from. And Jesse and does he ever have one of those shots? I know what you're going to say, Cole Caulfield. He's probably the guy that is going to be on the top unit. But I would love to see them give Jesse Elanen a shot there. Maybe you put him as the other winger with Nick Suzuki in the middle. And then get somebody else up at the point. I don't know. Who's the trigger man at the point? Take your pick. All I'm saying is... They, if they're ever going to take that step forward to being a contender, they need to have a serviceable power play at least. Middle of the pack would have made them a much better team last year. So do what you can. Give Jesse Elin in some time. Um, I would like to see him on the power play um, as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Who else? Who else could we talk about in that game? I guess we got to talk about Uriah Slavkovsky. Slavkovsky was up and down for me in that game. Uh, he made some nice plays. There was one where... Uh, He turned the puck over uh, just inside the blue line, gets in. He was a little bit too hesitant on the shot, so his shot ended up getting deflected, but it led directly to Alex Newhook getting the puck and putting it off the post. Uh, But there were some other plays where he just looked too tentative, um, looked unsure of himself, like he wasn't sure where to go with the puck or or where to go without the puck sometimes. I'm not saying he had a bad game because I, I really don't think it was bad. I just don't think that it was stellar. It it didn't inspire confidence that, you know, you want to put him in your opening night lineup uh, for the Habs. I wonder if he's got a better chance at this point of starting the season in Laval than Joshua Ruy does. I wonder. I'm not willing to say that outright right now, but I, I think if you if, if that game is all you have to go off, I would say I'd be more comfortable with Rua in my lineup than Slavkowski. I'd want him to maybe go learn some things in the AHL. But then again, people were saying that quite a lot last year, and the team didn't seem willing to do it. So, again, I should listen to my own advice. In the wise words of Kerry Price, it's preseason. Everybody chill out. So chill out, Matt. What are you whining about? I'd just like to see a little bit more from him. So we'll take it game by game, and we'll see if he uh, shows some improvement. Again, we'll have to wait and see what happened at the end of that game there. Is he hurt? I'm being told now that I just clicked and looked at my Twitter real quick. People are saying that he just lost a tooth. That was it. Um, I'm not seeing any confirmation from the Montreal Canadians to that effect, but you know, I'm not gonna sit here and play armchair doctor. I have no idea what happened. I just know what it looked like and it didn't look great. So hopefully he's all right and uh, we can see him out there in the next preseason game. Outside of that, um, David Reinbacker, I guess we got to talk about him a little bit, most recent number one pick. Well, not number one, number five, but first round pick for the Habs. Um, I thought he looked pretty good. He made some really composed plays with the puck. Uh, that play, again, on uh, the the second goal for the Habs, as soon as he saw new hook there, the recognition to activate and get into that open space the way he did uh, was excellent. That's Like I said with Joshua Roy, that's the kind of thing that pro players do. That's the kind of thing that NHL defensemen do. They know when to activate, they know when not to activate. And that was another important thing I noticed in Ryan Backer's game. When there was opportunities where he maybe could have activated, but he chose not to, it was the right idea because the puck ended up going the other way and he was back on defense. He was in the right position at the right time. So uh, again, I think it's it's been talked about plenty. I think everybody knows he's going to be going back to Switzerland, barring some, I guess, unforeseen requirement for the Habs to have him uh, play in Montreal this season Um, but I don't think that's a bad thing the NL is is on the come up as a league Um, there are people out there who you know depends who you listen to they'll say it's better than the KHL at this point so good place for him to develop good place for him to continue uh, learning some good defensive habits and continue honing his craft before he uh, before he needs to come up and play for the Habs. That's all I really got. Um, Those those were the most impressive players for me, or the most notable players. Um, We'll have to wait and see what the next couple of preseason games have in store. Um, Obviously, the lineup's going to change. We're going to see different players. Uh, We're definitely not going to see the exact same lineup that we saw in this one at the very least. And again, chill out, everybody. It's the preseason. Nothing that we see here is making or breaking the Montreal Canadiens in their rebuild, or even for this season. It's just... Try to take a look at each individual game and see who impressed you. And, uh, of course, the individual performances may or may not make or break their ability to play for the Montreal Canadiens this season. But, again, it's not going to make or break the rebuild itself. Chill out. That's all we got. We're running, well, almost 19 minutes here. So, sensuari, enorme. Pour les de soutien, we are on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Megaphone. I'm on Twitter at DrakeMT. Drop me a follow. I'd appreciate it very much. Thank you, as always, for listening. And, of course, à la prochaine. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Loki wow great to see you again critics agree loki season two is marvelous great and it's finally here how much do you know let's assume i don't know much a mind-bending adventure spectacularly cinematic i've been waiting for a moment like this it surpasses all expectations a little over the top don't you think i thought it was spot on loki season two now streaming only on disney plus